Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Balls Deep Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Balls Deep Dynasty Fantasy Football League right here in Ireland. I am your host under the weather this week, Alan Byrne, alongside, as ever, who earns himself, Owen Byrne, Owen, our things through week seven. All good, Alan, all good with me, another great week of games. Um, nice week in fantasy. Interesting uh, results across the league. Very exciting stuff. And you know, unfortunately, your turn this week to be under the weather, but that's how it goes. That's how it goes in this day and age. All right, let's get right down to it. Into the news for week seven. <laughs> Let me hit you with some knowledge. We start off with a look at the games through Week 7 in the NFL. Some really, really good games this week. Started Thursday night when the Saints travelled to the Cardinals after two duds on Thursday nights back-to-back weeks. Uh, I just taught through the first two drives of this game. It was already a better game than we'd seen the previous two weeks. Ended up being a corker. 42 points to 34, a win for the Cardinals. A shootout on Yeah, really nice game here, actually. Uh, pretty fun. Uh, I was up watching it. I was at work. Um, yeah, there was a lot going on. You know what I mean? The, the Cardinals just get it done. You know, uh, Andy Dalton threw some uh, sloppy interceptions. Some were his fault, some weren't. But uh, yeah, exciting game. Intense stuff. Absolutely. Well, Sunday evening saw a bunch of hometown wins. The Ravens getting over the divisional Browns 23-20, albeit they nearly let another four-quarter lead slip by. The Panthers shocking the Bucks minus CMC. 21 points to three. Tom Brady horror show in that game. And the Cincinnati Bengals with a big win at home. Chase and Burrow on fire once more as they dismantle the Falcons 35-17 to with uh, a shocking loss for uh, for Tampa particularly. Yeah, uh, they were just bad. They were bad both sides of the ball. Um, Brady was poor. And, you know, they just never got anything going. And, look, the Panthers actually played decently enough. Uh, we've seen this before. When uh, a coach gets fired, team comes out, they can be get a little riled up for a game and they get it done here, especially with CMC gone, you know, between Hubbard and uh, and Foreman. They stepped up, filled the void, and had a nice game. Both of them had a nice game. Absolutely. Uh, some other home uh, results or wins this week. The Cowboys got Dak Prescott back behind center. They took out the Lions 24-6. The Titans beat divisional Colts 19-10 in what was a poor enough game. And a shocker, down in Washington, D.C., the Commanders overturn Aaron Rodgers and the Packers 23-21. to Can you hear me smiling? Oh, it's always a great day when the Packers lose. They suck. They were bad again. Um, look, not committing to the run uh, is their issue. Um, it's the best part of their team. Rodgers clearly doesn't trust any of these receivers. Uh, his patented eye roll move was in uh, full flow uh, in during this game, but like only twelve rush attempts, and with a one-two punch like Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, 
I just don't get it. I mean, they're not really trying to establish the run, and it's the best part of their team, really. Um, I won't understand it until uh, they prove me otherwise. Uh, nice comeback game for Deck because, you know, the Lions are garbage. And uh, their offense has clearly stalled in the last couple of weeks as well. So only six points in the last two games. Uh, no touchdowns. Goff is throwing picks now. Really missing um, some of their receivers and stuff like that. Um, but a nice comeback game for Deck to uh, settle back into the lineup. Absolutely. Well, both New York clubs went on the road this week. It made no difference. The Giants winning away in Jacksonville 23-17, now 6-1 on the season. And the Jets away at the Broncos, a 16-9 win. They are 5-2 on the season. These guys uh, just surprising everyone continually. Yeah, and... It's strange. No one puts any respect on them still. Um, all I see everywhere is this is the worst 6-1 team I've ever seen in the Giants. The Jets are punching way above their weight. Now, they left it late to really, um, to really sew up this game against a bad Denver team. But, I mean, these are the games you have to... You still have to win them, um, you know, as we'll get to in a little bit. Uh, some not-so-good news from the Jets coming out of this game with Brees Hall. Picking up a big, big injury, but uh, um, look, they're gonna keep marching on. Um, they're a tough out for anyone. They're just playing good, hard football. The Giants keep it close and win in the end again. Absolutely. As we headed into Sunday evening, some really high-scoring games. The Raiders taking out the Texans at home, thirty-eight points to twenty, get their second win of the season on the board. Elsewhere, a surprising victory for the. Seattle Seahawks winning 37-23 away at the LA Chargers. And the Seahawks lead the NFC West by a game because the 49ers got dismantled at home by the Kansas City Chiefs by 44 points to 23. Some big results here. Yeah, I mean, look, the Seahawks are definitely the surprise package in that division. And the NFC West... um, Everyone thought they'd be easily the worst team uh, coming into it, but seven through seven weeks now, and they're, and they're top of the pile, a game ahead. But look, the big game here was really the, the Chiefs-Niners. Another game, you wonder why it wasn't flexed into prime time or the late game on the Sunday night, but the the Niners weren't good here, Alan, and that's, this is they, this was badly coached game on defense. They played mostly zone coverage. You clearly have to play man-to-man. You need to jam these receivers on the line. They are not that talented. And you just left them. To, he played zone and left them all the space in the world. Patrick Mahomes is going to pick you apart. It was really poor yeah, coach. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty pretty tough watching, all right. Um, elsewhere in the late game on Sunday night, saw Miami back to winning ways. They took out the Steelers 16-10 to at home. And then Monday Night Football served up a really surprising result as the Chicago Bears walk into Gillette Stadium to hammer the New England Patriots 33 points to 14. Justin Fields and the run game stomping all over the hallowed turf of Gillette. I ain't surprised. Well, who's surprised? Come on. What's, what's this, what's all this shock and awe? 
I had them back. I had them back. I, I was asked comfortable. Luck the of the days. week. Luck of the week. Luck of the week. <laughs> Luck of the week. No, no impressive really. stuff. Yeah, in all honesty, I was uh, very surprised. I uh, didn't expect to win this game. Uh, really thought they'd shut down our run game. Uh, they shut down the the Browns the week before. Uh, held them to about 60 or 70 yards. So I definitely thought they were going to shut down the run game. But look, the Bears came off. Um, you know, kind of a mini buy and looked like a different team. Um, they played really well on offense. Fields played well. Still... You know, there's room for improvement. There was still some sloppy errors at times, but uh, he looked a lot better and the offense looked a lot better. Um, it got me a little too optimistic, maybe. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, just looking ahead to uh, the week's action coming up, there's some big games. There is only one game this weekend that has two teams that are above 500. And if anyone backed the New York Giants be the Seattle Seahawks to be that match in week eight, you must be a millionaire by now over that bet because uh, that's hard to see when you've got teams like the Rams play the 49ers, the Bills play the Packers, uh, the Eagles play the Steelers. You know, the only game where two teams are above 500. That's incredible. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good spot. Oh, you there? Well, I didn't uh, I hadn't noticed that myself. No, but uh, no, that's hilarious. And there's there's plenty of teams. Obviously, plenty of teams in there that everyone would have thought would have a winning record at this point, but just don't. Um, some very surprising results this year, and not so surprising ones. I didn't like the Packers uh, example at the start of the year, and they've been garbage. Indeed, they have. All right, as we alluded to earlier with the Brees Hall news, he tops uh, what is a laundry list of injuries that occurred in Week 7. Who else you got? Yeah, there was a lot of injuries, big and small, this week. Uh, obviously, the biggest we mentioned in, uh, was Brees Hall. Uh, his season is done. The Jets have actually made a trade to replace him, James Robinson, going there from Jacksonville. Uh, other names you need to watch out for Jamar Chase looks like he could go on IR now uh, he's going to miss several weeks uh, Matt Ryan is injured and benched all at the one time um, pretty hilarious that they had the out of saying he was injured but actually just said he was benched That's I find that hysterical uh, watch out for Ryan Tannehill Russell Gage, DK Metcalf Corey Davis Mike Williams Alan Lazard, Amon Ross St. Brown, David Njoku, looks like he's going to miss some time, Chuba Hubbard, Mike Boone, and Nico Collins, all long-term, short-term injuries. Watch them. Don't put them in your starting lineups this week. A lot of those guys not playing. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, Mike Boone has gone on IOR, certainly uh, on the short-term IOR. Um, Mike Williams could also be hitting that way, but uh, remains to be seen about the others. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, big loss for Brees Hall. Obviously, he's uh, started to show himself uh, over the past few weeks, and uh, a big loss for the Jets, you know. But James Robinson could be a decent replacement to kind of keep the keep things churning there. Uh, I'm not really sure. I don't think uh, he replaces him that much because, you know, James Robinson's kind of. Um... You know, he's kind of, he'll get you a lot of yards, but he's going to need a lot of carries to get you a lot of yards. 
he doesn't have the explosiveness Brees Hall has that you know could wreck your game in two minutes. Like he could, he could be handed the ball anywhere in the field and get a touchdown. I don't think the, that explosiveness comes from uh, James Robinson uh, or Michael Carter. Um, so I think the Jets are actually going to struggle. They're going to miss Brees Hall a lot. I think they've lost their uh, big play uh, mobility and they're going to have to rely a lot more on Zach Wilson, which is uh, not ideal. No, it is not. All right, let's have a look at the Week 7 Balls Deep Dynasty Rundowns. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Well, Game 1 was our Game of the Week and carried on a recent trend of Games of the Week being a slugfest. This one was between Kick and the Squibs and the Human Beings. Both teams would only see three players each get into double figures. The Human Beings would see these games from highest scorer Pat Mahomes, who went for 26.92 points. At the top end, Geno Smith got to 13, Tyler Lockett to 11. But at the bottom end, Amon Ross St. Brown just got 1.4 points, the Bucks D just one point, and a swing and a miss of the addition of Justice Hill got a tragic minus 0.4 points. Woof. Kicking the squib saw their best come from 18 points from Teal, 17 from Kamara, and 10.6 from Robinson. Their duds were not quite as dudly, with Tannehill registering the worst score of the week at 2.88 points, but no one else was in double digits. As we headed to Monday night, kicking the squibs were just 1.3 points behind, with Darnell Mooney to play. However, nerves are to be expected based off the year so far for Mooney and the Bears. However, Mooney came through early and registered 8.3 points total, enough to take a close win. The human beings made a last-minute change playing Justice Hill instead of Tyler Alligier. A mistake that cost a W in the end. Day and week seven below 500 on three and four. As for a kick in the trash bags, yet another win for the self-confessed trashiest team. I told you not to listen last week. I can only do likewise this week. They're now five and two through seven weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my man Michael Green Asked him to have a sluggish week this week He pulls through Thanks Green House of Cards continues Alan The House of Cards continues Look at that Look at that W Oh will, will we continue on And see how the other results went in my favour as well I mean The House of Cards is coming along nicely It's all going to come crashing down One of these weeks Spoiler alert! Could be next week. Ah, uh, that's just that's just 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 hearsay. That's just talk to throw people <laughs> off the scent. Just to throw people off the scent. There's nothing to draw. All you have to do is look at my team and see how bad it is. I'm not buying it. We move on to game two. The walking jinx were fresh off delivering a blowout of the week in week six. Ran into a buzzsaw this week in. Dalvin and the Chipmunks. On the outside looking in, the Jinx had no fewer than seven positions registered double-digit points. 
albeit none would be in the 20s. Duds from Sonny Michelle and Michael Pittman and a goose egg from Robinson would only see them reach 107.76 points. A high-flying Dalvin and the Chipmunks would keep their foot on the throttle this week. The Burrow and Chase double stack would go off once again this week to the tune of 72.24 points between them. Barkley, Ayuk, Everett Jones, Prescott and the Dolphins defense would all go for double figures with only Rondell Moore failing to get going. Another big score registered this week, 160.82 points and a 50-point blowout to boot leads them to a league best 6-1 through 7. The roller coaster season for the walking jinx see them's on the downward side, 3-4. and four. Just another nice week from Quinny here. Like, really, it is. The stack is disgusting. It's disgusting. 70 plus points from two players. The stack is gone for the next four to six weeks, so he's going to have to uh, rely on Stefan Diggs to come back. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh no, Diggs is back off his bye. (laughs) It's hard times, hard times for Quinny. But, yeah, look, I mean... Keane's kind of had a down week, just doesn't have, uh, as we kind of talked about beforehand, doesn't really have, has solid scoring across the board, but no uh, no boom players, and uh, you really have to have those, um, as we've said, the stack here with Burrow and Chase, they're Quinny's big boom players this week, and have been uh, pretty reliable this year, but uh, you know, nice scoring across the board from, uh, from Keane, but... Just not enough without those uh, those boom explosion players. Too many people in the middle double digits, no one getting into them 20s. That's it, that's it. You'd nearly take seven guys getting to double figures every week, but uh, as you say, you need two or three of those guys in the 20s to, uh, to get that big score you're looking for. Well, game three saw the other league toppers, Nick Cage's bunnies, take on the champs, mediocre football team. This one was a very high-scoring affair. Mediocre football team had Eckler get to 35.7. Stevenson also got to 23.8. In response, Nick Cage's bunnies had Jones go to 28, Williams to 21, Mosser to 23, and the Titans D to 20. Mediocre football team had everyone else in double digits with the exception of Conklin, Claypool, and the Colts D. The Cages boys only had Devo Samuel fail to get to 10, although he got to 9.4. Another week in the 170s for Nick Cages bunnies leads them to another win. 6-1 through 7 and well on the road to Playoffville. The champs had the third highest score of the week, but were caught against the wrong opposition. 3-4 through 7 making hard work of their title defense. Yeah, this is uh, one of the results I was talking about earlier on. Uh, Adam's uh, division opponent mine, and him picking up the L uh, is helpful for me and my house of cards. But look, uh, Adam is running into it again. Uh, second week in a row now, he's the highest scoring losing team and continues to score well and not getting Ws. I mean, it's... 
It'll turn around for you, Adam. It'll turn around for you. Chin up. Keep scoring away you're scoring and you'll be you'll be fine. Hopefully not this week. As we head on <laughs> to game four, it was a bottom of the table clash that saw QB anti-vax take on rebuilding progress. QB anti-vax came off a huge first win in week five to a tough loss in week six. Week seven brought about plenty of good and some poor efforts. Benjamin got them flying on Thursday night with 23.3 points. Harris, McLaurin, Mixon and Cooper all hit double figures, topped off with a Cowboys defense, top scoring with 26 points. But Komet, again, Dylan, again, Brissett, again, would all not give much, and Corey Davis threw up a goose egg. Still 121.92 points offered a good target. The response from RIP was scheduled to get to 132 points, but they came up way short. Pierce, Jackson, Adams and Carr each hit double figures, but none into the 20s. While Carter and Baton got more than eight apiece, the Chargers D, London, Henry and Metcalf would all combine for just 10.3 points. Woof. QB anti-vax now, two and five through seven weeks, and feeling it up after two wins in three weeks. Another tough week for rebuild and progress. Rebuild and progress indeed, as their season is quickly coming to an end at one and six. Perhaps a coaching change might be in order. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I would actually like to congratulate Aina uh, this week. Uh, he, in his quest for the number one pick, yeah, is a good result. Well done, Aina. And I thought this was uh, this basement battle was uh, had it all on the line. Aina comes out on top, in my opinion, getting that uh, pristine last place uh, in the league at the moment. But look, Aina's actually a little unlucky here. The likes of Metcalf uh, went off injured. And you know what I mean? He's starting Drake London here. Maybe that's a mistake, given that... The Falcons absolutely refuse to pass the ball. Um, they know Mariota is really limited and they're disguising it with some clever running plays. But, you know, 13 pass attempts in the game that they were losing by nearly 20, over 20 points at one stage. Like he yeah. had 174 Shock. yards passing and 74 of that came on one play. Do you know what I mean? Dermir yeah. Bird broke one and took it to the house, but... They are just refused to pass the ball. Like, they know Mario, Mario is bad. Yeah, Come but on, with Drake, bring in Desmond but, Ritter. Just saying, yeah. bring in Desmond Ritter. But with, with Drake London and Kyle Pitts, they're two big, tall, rangy receivers. You'd think even Aaron Trolls could be catchable, but they just refuse to put them up there. Yeah, it's too, that's two big backboards. You have to, They have a big, wide span that they can catch the ball in. And that's... No, uh, Mariota must, like, they just don't trust him at all. 13 pass attempts at the weekend, and again, they were getting hammered. They Shut were down 21 up. points in the second half, and they're mostly calling run plays. Like, who does that? No trust whatsoever. Yeah. Ritter season yeah. coming. Let's go Ritter. Well, game five was between two 2021 division winners, as that's so Ravens took on Kenna's Killers. 
That's all Ravens saw another huge week from Josh Jacobs as he got to 36 and a half points with the Red Rifle coming out this week with 29.54 points. Moore, Duvernay, and Heineke would all get over 10. However, they'd have to deal with Mark Andrews only getting 0.4 points before going off injured. And James Robinson with a goose egg in his last game for the Jags. All in all, a very solid score of 134.18 points. Question. Did a new Taylor Swift album come out this week? Yes, it did. <laughs> did Jonathan Taylor return? Yes, he did. Taylor, but no Swift. You're on your own, kid, as anti-hero Mike Boone took his place to just 2.3 points. Sutton and the Jets D would also fail to be bejeweled this week. <laughs> Solid scoring. Solid scoring through the fantasy labyrinth that would be obtained from Taylor, Brady, Higgins, DeMuth, Otten, Slayton, and Tua. But marooned on a beach was Danny Dines with 28.78 points riding the pines. Some vigilante shit right there. In the end, 112.74 points. It's been an up and down year for That's O Ravens, but a win this week has them 3 and 4. But he's still three games off the division lead. It's now been a three week skid for Kenna's championship killers. Now also, 3 and 4 through 7. Very impressive. Very well done. Well, that's good. Come on. That's a round of applause. <laughs> oh, bejeweled. That got me. Hey, it's the name of one of her songs. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, another good result uh, for my team. Personally, I like this result a lot. Um, you know, Kieran's in my division, and uh, I like it when he loses because, you know, that helps me. Uh, but look, I mean, Mike Boone gone off injured didn't help him either. Uh, a bit unlucky with that. But look, kind of another case of it here. I mean, Russ didn't play last week. They had what was his name? Ripian or Ricean or Ripen, yeah. Trash. Mm. Um, you know he's not good. Something obviously letting you down then because you know their passing game is poor. So you know there's excuses for Kieran but uh, look some nice scoring from here from Stephen I'd be happy if I was getting 130 plus points every week that'd be great <laughs> I wish I knew what that felt like but yeah some nice scoring here from Stephen and a uh, nice result well done Stephen thank you very much <laughs> indeed indeed well moving on to our final game of the week so my fear boners take on cup my balls Bye week hit hard for the fear boners this week with no less than seven starting players on a bye week. The remains saw only Kittle hit 20 plus on tight ends day. Mills, Etienne, Hall and the Raiders D all broke 10, but duds from Ripon, Collins, Burnett, Gordon were seen topped off by a goose egg from Michael Gallup. A below middling 107.78 points. No troubles this week for Cup My Balls as the Bengals D would be the only position to let them down. 
Walker and Juju went for 25 plus. Elliot and Joku and Evans all in the teens. Godwin, Lamb, and Ryan in double digits. A huge 154.02 points and an easy victory. The fear of owners joined the roller coaster of other teams in the league this week as they end their week three and four. Still in it. Just cut my balls. Has taken one of the worst teams from last year and through seven weeks has obtained more wins than the team did last year. Sitting in the playoff spots. Four and three. Yeah, well done, Kevin. Uh done a nice little job there that team uh now he's after picking up some injuries this week which uh, isn't going to be ideal for him but um no he's been doing a nice job he's got a nice little stud there in kenneth walker uh he looks like a, a day's the bee's knees uh he's been playing very well since especially since he took over the bell cow role with uh with shad penny going down and it's you know going to be his job for the foreseeable now it doesn't look like they'll be resigning penny in the off season but yeah, real nice win for uh, for Kevin here and his team cut my balls. Um, very solid scoring across the board. Sucks to be you. Yeah, I feel I like know. you said I three and f- I feel I feel like you said three and four a lot in the last twenty minutes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, it's a roller coaster for a good bunch of us, so we're all still in it, but uh, we're only a loss or two away from being being out of it. But uh, yeah, I obviously lost Priest Hall this week as well, which is. Uh, not ideal uh, for my playoff ambitions. You can trade him to me if you want. You can trade him to me. Yeah, no problem. Alrighty. Let us look at the road ahead for week number eight. <laughs> really? <laughs> can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. Week number eight comes along with a huge heavyweight clash at the top of the league. Two heavyweights here. <laughs> Dalvin and the Chipmunks, six and one against the five and two kicking the squibs. I don't want to hear about houses of cards and that kind of crack. I'm like the Giants, Clearly. the worst five and two team you've ever seen. Well, boom, there you are. They go head-to-head this week in what's going to be an interesting game. No uh, Lamar Chase, obviously, but he uh, he's obviously going to get uh, Stephon Diggs back into the action. Um, yeah, it's going to be a big game for you. Yeah. Elsewhere, we have we have the other 6-1 team, Nick Cage's Bunnies, going to take on... The Akenis Killers, who are three and four in the midst of a three-game slide and more uphill sledding for the Killers this week, got a couple of matches featuring two teams that are uh, uh, both three and four. The Fear Boners, three and four, take on the mediocre football team, who are three and four, and the three and four That's So Ravens take on the three and four Human Beings. Two semi-pivotal matches up here. You know, two of these teams are going to end up three and five and up against it with the other team back to four and four. Big, big games here. Uh, Elsewhere, the three and four walking jinx take on the two and five QB anti-vax. Win for the anti-vaxxers here. Both teams will be three and five. 
And then, the one and six, bottom of the table, rebuilding progress on the back of a six-game slide after that week one victory. They take on the four and three cup my balls. So big games here on this week. There is. Let's uh, let's all just slightly keep an eye on Ben. He might slightly creep his way back into the mix here in the next week or two. You know, two wins in a row here. If he wins this weekend, he's going to start getting competitive in his division real quick. Um, I know there's kind of a runaway runaway leader there with uh, with Quinny, but he could slip into that second spot over the next couple of weeks. I'd be keeping an eye on him. Go on, ben. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Former adversaries. Stick it to him, Ben. Stick it to him. Yeah. Us, us, see, us people with shit teams, we stick together. Such bullshit. All right. Let's have a look at the If You're Not First, You're Last Redraft League. Looking at week seven of the redraft league, we had Mr. Green and a Mr. Meek Seeks and the Destroyers come up with the top score of the week, 171.34. He beats the high-flying uh, Stevens team. Uh, Stevens team now down to five and two after that loss. Mr. Green up to three and four elsewhere. The fear, uh, unnecessary roughness, I should say, get a big win over Aaron's team. He's now five and two at top of the table. He beats Aaron by fifty points in a big win. The sucky sponge of sucks also five and two with a win over the fantasy football team. A big win there also by forty three odd points. Elsewhere, we had a uh, five and two staffs the way you like it. Take out Ben and my ball, Zach Ertz, there by 33 points. And then we had Anus, Dalvin, and the Chipmunks registering a victory for the first time in a number of weeks in both leagues with a win over Adam's hot chub time machine. Both teams now two and five. So, quick look at the table we got five teams. On five and two, that Stevens owns mine and Ross's, and we are two games clear of the chasing pack, of which Aaron's team, Michael's team, and Keen's team all three and four, with now a tie at the bottom. Adam, Ana, and Ben all two and five with work to do. But with six teams going to the playoffs, there is still plenty to play for. Only one game separating the bottom six sides it's going to be tight in the, the second as we hit the second half of the season yeah yeah we spoke about last week um you know pivotal matchups here and uh basically what we well what me and you in particular were hoping would happen is uh we get the w's and we create that separation you know uh the top four teams as you said, five and two. We've created that separation. Two games up now on the rest of the pack. Uh, puts us in a good spot to, uh, you know, make a run for those playoffs. But uh, very tight at the bottom. Two spots up for grabs. And, you know, six teams really in the mix there. Going for it. Go on, Anna. Anna picking up his W. Well, welcome back to Winnersville, Anna. Population <laughs> you, bro. 
<laughs> Alrighty then. Let's move along to everyone's favorite two segments, the betting corner. Who do you like in the afternoon games? Well, I like the 49ers because they're pure of heart. Seattle because they got something to prove. And the Raiders because they always cheat. And in an extremely suspicious play, the Raiders win. It's back. We it's up, back. We, yeah, we threw up some we threw up some bets last week. Some you should have followed, some you should not have followed. Owen, give us a reminder of what you uh, gave out to the masses. Look, it's not ideal, it's not ideal. We, another another stumble uh, at the final hurdle. Last week, we got let down again by the... I can't remember who we bet last week. We got let down by the Colts. Um... This was a real bad game. They played the Titans 19-10. We had the Colts plus two and a half. Um, really poor game. Bad pick six thrown by uh, Matt Ryan. And, you know, I feel like that was that was obviously the key part of the game, uh, throwing that pick six. But, like, the Titans didn't look like a team that came off a bye. Um, weren't overly prepared. I think we had the right side of the bet. And it just, uh, you know, in... In practice, just didn't go our way. We had the Giants plus three at the Jags. That obviously came uh, good because the Giants were awkwardly not the favourite against an average enough Jags team. Having said all that, um, <laughs> this week... <laughs> this week you're Jag, going full cat. You're going cat heavy. Yeah, yeah, we're going cat heavy. Uh, you know, who are we? We're the Wildcats. The... Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are playing in London. This is basically the home game for them against Denver. Uh, it'll be very Jags heavy in London this weekend. They go there every year. There's actually a very big following in England now um, because of that. Um, they are minus two and a half uh, against uh, the Denver Broncos. So that's going to be the first half of our bet this week. I like that. And then... We are also going to take the Bengals, the other big cat in the league. Uh, they're at the Browns, minus three and a half. Browns are not playing well. They're uh, pretty poor against the pass. Looks like Burrow and the Bengals are getting back to uh, something like what we were looking at them last year. Look, Burrow missed some time in the offseason. He had his appendix or some shite like that taken out. So there was, uh, you know, it was a bit rough at the start. But uh, look, the training wheels are off now and... I think we're getting back to seeing a high-flying Bengals passing game going again. And even without Chase, Boyd and, and Higgins more than capable. I like the two big cats. Jags minus two and a half. Bengals minus three and a half. That's the double this week. We're getting it. I, I like it, except for Russ is back. He's ready to ride after doing four hours of high knees in the aisles of the plane <laughs> on the way over. Let's ride. Let's ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Does he still have Nathaniel Hackett as his head coach? He does. He does. That's all, for this that's week. all we need to know. That's all we need to know. For this week. Yeah. For, this, for week. this week. Yeah. 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 As I said, we called it last week that Hackett could be gone uh, during the bye. And uh, as I said, I heard some talking heads this week saying, oh, maybe he's going to be gone during the bye. We said it first. They've obviously listened to our podcast and said, those boys are on it. Clearly, you heard it here first. He's getting the flick this week. 
Except that's for the, Owens. That's the lock of the week. <laughs> where, where, no, 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 no. No, I, I, I produced the locks of the week. Like last week. Like last week, my lock of the week was the Bears, what, like plus seven and a half or something, yep. went out and destroyed the Patriots in New England. Uh, easy victory. Easy one. If you took my bet this week, you got it. This week, my lock of the week, I'm going for the Patriots against the Ooh. Jets. They're a plus Ooh. two and a half against the Jets. But minus two and a half. The Jets, minus two and a half against the Jets. But they haven't. The Jets haven't beaten them now in, what, 12 games? Bill Belichick just loves playing the Jets. He loves scheming against the Jets. They were poor against the Bears last week. But this week, they're rolling into New Jersey. And they're going to come away with the dub. Yeah, Lock really of the week. like it. Really like it. Jets. Yeah, I really like Thanks. it. Last twelve um, games between the Jets and uh, Patriots have all gone the Patriots way. Eight of those twelve have covered the spread in favor of the Patriots. Those are some really nice numbers. This is a real uh, um, Duke fest of a game. There, uh, these teams do not like each other. Bill loves beating the Jets. Uh, this is a real rivalry and. Yep, I like the Patriots pick here. Minus two and a half. They there's some there's a really good record for Bill after coming off getting spanked as well. They're gonna come back with a vengeance this week because they got spanked on Monday night. Spanked. They sure did. Uh, j- just as I look, we, we uh, myself and yourself made some made three different bets at the start of the season. Uh, the first being Kenny Pickett was going to be the starter by week three, which was a fail for you. The next was we had the Packers. I had the Packers to win the NFC North. You were the Vikings. Looks like that's going your way. And the third bet was that Carson Wentz would be replaced as the starter for the Washington Commanders. Now, we didn't. No, this doesn't count. This is a push. we We did not comment last week, but shocked face Carson Wentz went down injured and is out for a number of weeks. I am not going to count the injury. No, this is a push. The injury doesn't count. However, once he's fully cleared for play, he may not not be the starter. And if that's the case... Yeah, that's fine. Then you win. Then you win then. Then then it's on me. Yeah. And if he comes back, I think he's only got a week or two before he's all out once more. Either way, he's going to be replaced legitimately uh, before the end of the season. No, he's not. Not by Heineke. If Heineke was good enough, they wouldn't have signed Wentz in the first place. Stop. Stop. Everyone beats the... Like, everyone except the Bears beat the Packers. Like, the Packers suck. (laughs) That's not not an impressive W to have on your schedule. No, I'm I'm not saying that Heineke was good in that game. I'm just saying that shocked face Carson Wentz is terrible. Yeah, I uh, I purposely left him off the injury report last week to see if anyone would notice, and nobody noticed. <laughs> not, not, still even ben who has him on his, not even Ben who has him on his team. He was just like, yeah, he's gone. Wentz, when he's fit, he's back as a starter and sees out the season. 100%. All right, we, we will see about it. Everybody, enjoy week number eight. Begins Thursday night with the... Uh, with the uh, Ravens at the Bucks, and then of course we got uh, the final London game this week is an early kickoff on Sunday. We still got 
a game in Germany to come later in November. But set those lineups early for any Jags or Broncos players, including Russell Wilson and his high stepping knees, as we get ready for Week Eight action. Yeah, just one note on Sunday. Our clocks change Saturday night. They don't change in America. The evening games kick off at five o'clock, not six Lovely. o'clock. That one week every year. Yeah, just know all the games on the evening are an hour earlier, except that London game. Chalk it in. I love it. All righty. Set those lineups. Get ready for week eight. We will talk to you next week. Until then, take care. Let me get over this head cold, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.